Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So I have a quick lighthouse update from Ooh. one of our segments we did maybe a month ago. For our new listeners, lighthouse updates are when we double back and do our journalistic integrity duty to correct ourselves. Yeah, and uh, about a month ago, we did a segment about the most memed moments of all time, and I think we might have actually Damn, forgotten. Damn, a month ago? I think we might have forgotten the most memed thing. We forgot Harambe. <laughs> Uh, how did we, for real, that didn't We get literally forgot Harambe. That and we've been arguing for years now what caused the timeline split. I'm, I'm, Kobe retiring or Harambe. I'm kind of disappointed that we forgot that, actually. I'm a little disappointed because I feel like it should have been like one of the first ones. Like, it's been like. seven years, and if we say the word Harambe, everyone knows what we're talking about. So if you don't know what we're talking about, we're referring to a couple of, uh, about a month ago, right? Uh, when we listed the most meme- uh, In response real to life, the Alabama Riverboat Brawl. We listed some of the most meme real life moments that have ever happened in response to the Alabama Riverboat Brawl. And somehow- We forgot Harambe. Um, so- like literally from like the 2016, all the celebrities that died, and there were so fucking many of them, they left at the right time. And Harambe was always front and center. You know, you'd have like Prince and David Bowie and Alan Rickman and Muhammad Ali all behind him, but Harambe was right there at the front and center. All the Harambe uh, commotion did finally like quiet down, though, right? It but was. I would say comment, Harambe. It, Everyone's gonna know about that fucking gorilla. I mean, yeah, the fervor will is still there, right? I, because I, we will I, never forget like, Harambe, I was except say, for when we needed to it's remember like it. A, it's like a deep, a deep wound at this point, right? That's healed up. It's still like a keloid scar, though, right? We will never like 9/11. We will never forget, right? Like, you see, the sad thing is, is I actually had a 9/11 joke I wanted to do on stage, and then I forgot it. <sighs> Until uh, the end of my set, and I looked at my notebook, and I was like, oh shit, I forgot the 9-11 joke. Do you know who didn't forget? Keefe D. Uh, while we're on Lighthouse updates, let's talk Keefe D news, because that, that still keeps developing. Dwayne Davis, also known as Keefe D, who was arrested for the murder of Tupac Shakur. Oh, because he was the last man standing, right? While he's going through the testimony, some audio dropped from his interview with prosecutors just recently. Um, and in that line of questioning, it is, as, I'm just gonna say it. Uh, this nigga pretty much says that Diddy hired them uh, to kill Tupac, uh, furthering the conspiracy that Diddy was behind the murdering of Tupac Shakur. And that he might be gay. <laughs> there was no, there was, there was nothing in the audio about that. However, however, the alleged- Would you put it past Tupac hit. knowing Diddy was into gay shit? Dwayne Davis <laughs> recently has previously made allegations in his book and also in social media interviews that Diddy was behind the hit that was placed on Tupac, right? Um, other former gangsters from that era have, according to this US Sun article, um, have also uh, made accusations as such. And <laughs> at this point, dude, it's it's looking like there's there's memes going around the internet of, you know, Diddy and how he should be sweating at the moment because it, it looks like they might come knocking on his door. Who gets locked up first, Diddy or Trump? At this point, right? Like, dog. Dog, if it wasn't for... Like, Trump's got 96 indictments against him, and that's going against him, but Diddy has a problem. He's black in America. Diddy is also a billionaire at this point. And dog. black or in close. America. Or close. Brother Love is also close to a billionaire at this point. 
right? Um, and if it wasn't for him being black in America, I personally think that this would not be a problem for him, right? Because, and it, it most likely is not going to be a problem for him. And I'll Probably tell you not. why. I'll tell you why. My pick would have been Donald, by the way. Money. Yeah. <laughs> Which Diddy actually has. Instead Donald, of Donald. Donald does not. Donald yeah, he's like, about to lose $250 million to the state of New York. Donald is like, it's probably more than that. It's probably more than that. Did you? Like, no, the clip Donald of him is like in the hemorrhaging money. And they're like, they're like, well, I mean, it was estimated at uh, $10,000, and Trump, in a trial for fraud, goes, no, it was way bigger than that. It was like three times bigger than that. He's on trial. For exaggerating the value of his assets. In ways that are almost cartoonish. Yeah. Right? It's like shit like him him saying that the the property was valued more because he estimated the square footage. Well, no. Here's, like, here's the thing the judge said. Because the judge basically already said in the pre-trial thing, no, this dumb. motherfucker is guilty. Like, we're just determining how guilty he is. They were like, I, it find, I, I find it hard to believe that a mogul real estate developer would overestimate the square footage of their own living area by three times the amount after living there for over 15 years. How does that happen? Willful ignorance or lying? And those are basically the same thing. Do you think Diddy did it? I think Diddy knows you did it. Kind of like Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis didn't kill somebody, but he knows exactly who did. <laughs> I think this was one of them situations where uh, if I could, you know, speculate, I feel like honestly what this will more than likely turn out if it is adjudicated in court. Puffy probably said something along the lines. Man, I would pay to have them niggas taken out. Are they causing me problems? While he was stoned or high or drunk. During one of his gay sex during parties. During one of his gay sex parties. And one of the thugs there took it serious. Like in between a puff and a blow, he said this. I would pay a million because that's allegedly that's that's the price, right? Was a million, right? Uh, and one of the associates kept all the money for himself after the wire transfer was done. And when nobody was able to answer for the missing million and why it hadn't been divvied up correctly, the retaliation was Biggie had to get taken out. And if that's how it goes down in Look history... At what you've done, Diddy. After, Rest in the bed that you made and your multi-million dollar media empire. I hope you feel great about yourself. Bro, after all this time, if that's how this shit goes down, it's gonna be crazy. Um, I think it might be bigger than Princess Diana. Uh, if it if it turns out, it'll be bigger than Princess Diana and the OJ trial combined. If it turns out that P Diddy was behind the Are death of two is the uh, image two of, of the of, biggest of Sean Puffy Combs <laughs> behind the defendant stand. Yes, with David Schwimmer prosecuting him. Shut the fuck. Bro. He played Rob Kardashian and OJ, but you think it's gonna? All right, if considering Diddy it's Diddy to... and it's Tupac and, and it's, it's the Biggie. most mythological that's what gang I'm warfare story in Ever. American history. Ever. It's like it is like like fuck Montagues and Capulets, East Side West Side '90s rap. <laughs> like that's a real fucking. That's a real thing. More kids today know about the East Coast, West Coast beef than know about the fucking, like, ride of Paul Revere, right? So, let's be real. You let's... go up to a bunch of kids and be like, what do you know more about? 
Montague Capulet or Eastside Westside? I guarantee you more kids would facially recognize Biggie Smalls than George Washington. How good is the painting? <laughs> a dollar bill versus a picture of Biggie Smalls. Uh, well, definitely not a dollar bill because they're chasing Benjamins. Who's on the dollar? Isn't it George? It's George. Ben is on the hundred. That's what, okay, thank you, sorry. He made me, for a second, he made me think that I had mistakenly thought that George Washington was on the dollar bill. He is on the dollar bill. Yeah, that, no, so President my, Benjamin Franklin is on the 100. I'm talking about kids. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna let me slide the fact that I said President Franklin. I am, because you're just being an absurdist. You're right. At this point. What's absurd, though, is the idea that Diddy might actually have to do trial for this um, because this the, is legal the stream testimony. will break the internet. It will absolutely break every internet. Did he do it? Did he do it? Hashtag, did he do it? <laughs> Diddy did not pull the trigger. No, no, Diddy did not pull the trigger, but did he, did he make the proposal for the trigger to be pulled? It, it shall be determined at I'm, this point. I'm, it's eating I'm up. I'm not putting it past him being drunk and high at a gay party and saying. And that, I'm just saying, that's my contribution to the Lighthouse update. Is, is Keefy D is trying to, but I mean, come on. Like, let's be real here. Like, to be real. A man who is facing a murder trial for one of the most, like, iconic pop icons. In we America, all know in, that still that was taken five minutes before the shooting. I mean, the still of the BMW at the strip. And Tupac's right? looking out the window and Shook got his left hand on the wheel looking dead set forward knowing that he's going to live. Listen. How much do you think Shook paid Puffy to be like, yo, don't hit me? <laughs> How much you think... Jada is getting paid to run around telling everybody to take all the heat of her off business. of puppies. <laughs> Look, this is a whole inside job. Jada Smith is getting paid by Puffy to go on a media spree saying how she was having sex with Tupac to disregard the fact that Puffy was really fucking him the whole time. Two different ways. Did you. Did, did you just insinuate that Puffy was having a homosexual relationship with Tupac? I didn't not not say it. Uh, Jada is not not saying a whole lot. Um, she's saying all kinds of things on her book tour because she's currently on a book tour right now. Because she um, hasn't told us all yet. <laughs> including uh, Pac had alopecia as well, um, and that's why he was bald. She's also saying this nigga proposed to her while he was in jail. I, I believe that. Um, which is conflicting for reasons I'll get into in a minute. Um, she's saying Jaden introduced her to psychedelics and that saved her life. Oh, and the biggest news that has come out of this book tour so far, if you haven't heard by the time you're listening to this podcast, if you don't know, now you know. Uh, her and Will have been separated since 2016, ladies and gentlemen. Meaning um, they were separated for multiple years at the time of that Red Table Talk. And before the slap, where he called her his wife. Remember, remember, that meme was, keep my wife's, wife's name... name. Out of your fucking And Jada mouth. on the tour said that was the first time he used the word wife in years? Also, apparently Chris Rock shot a shot with Jada during their separation. Bro, listen, Jada, listen. I normally um I I shout out FD Signifier, and I'm still shouting out FD Signifier here, right, on YouTube. Uh if you don't know, now go you check know. it out. He was like, why are we mad at Jada? And I'm mad at Jada because Jada is lying at the, in every step of the way. Jada is claiming Tupac had alopecia and that's why he was bald. I just recently saw the story uh, trending on Instagram, nonetheless, of the fact that Tupac 
went bald after he was assaulted by, uh, I believe it was LAPD police officers, and they beat him so bad in the skull with the batons and things that he wasn't able to grow. His hair grew back in patches while he was recovering from that. So now, he had I LAPD shot. Don't know. That's if, good and you fucking know it. I don't know if that counts as alopecia. Um, alopecia. Give, give it to me. Give it to me. I do know that that is one conflicting example of Jada Pinkett's uh, recollection of her relationship with Tupac. I also know that at the time that Jada that Jada claims claims that Tupac proposed to her, she was also on her way to start her relationship to Will Smith. Right? Will had been working with Jada on the set of Fresh Prince at the time that Tupac was locked up in Riker's prison. Tupac was also only in Riker's prison for like a month. Jada was in Fresh Prince? Yes. I did not know that. Yes. In the later seasons, right? Uh, Pac was even in an episode of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, right? Uh, when Will and them finally went to college. Right, and they were living. It, it was like when him and Carlton were living in the pool house together. Anyway, Pac was only at Rikers for like a month. Right, then he got moved to Clinton Correctional Facility. At the time that somebody on TikTok, I cannot remember who it was. I'm not. I didn't do this research on my own. Um, I saw this research done on X. Uh, but it was a video. That everything that was posted from TikTok in that video. It was mentioned that all of this happened in like February. At that time, Pac was also proposed and married to another woman named Keisha. Um, I do not remember Keisha's last name. Keisha Song? Ben Shakur at the time, right? <laughs> because he was married already. At the time, Jada claims this nigga Pac proposed to her and she said it just couldn't happen because their vibe wasn't really like that. Right, like there are also other times where Jada has claimed like they kissed once and it was icky and their vibe just wasn't like they made fun of each other a lot. Um, she's well, also claiming to to that she sold crack, right? What? Yeah. <laughs> Jada Smith selling crack All right, in, in Baltimore at the time while she was going to the School of Performing Arts with Tupac. And I'm not saying that's that not that some of these things aren't real. That's not entirely unbelievable. Baltimore is a weird place. I'm also just saying that Jada um, is is saying a lot of things that she doesn't necessarily have the receipts for. Um, and I just want to know, is Will okay? Because, um, you know, ladies, look, I know y'all out here um, taking care of your own. And Jada is proving herself to be the female future and... I, I guess you guys can champion her for that, but I just feel like August Will, is. who who has previously discussed how <laughs> Jada's relationship with Tupac made him question his manhood. <laughs> you know, what it's my not funny. It's not funny. I need to know how Will is. Is he okay? And y'all need to. I think <laughs> we need to free Will from this conservatorship that I he's under. I need you to Google something. With Jada. I need you to Google something right now. Is it, uh, Will When did Ryan Gosling and Eva Mendez get married? Here we go with Zig and one of his tangents. Uh, let's see. Ryan Gosling. 2011. What year did Hitch come out? 2005. So your theory doesn't work. My theory does work. Eva Mendez got with Ryan Gosling because she couldn't hook up with Will Smith? No, she got with Ryan Gosling because Will Smith wouldn't leave Jada for her. You've That's seen messy. Hitch. I mean... You've seen Hitch. That chemistry was undeniable. They said the same thing about him and Margot Robbie. There were rumors about Will Smith hooking up with Mar and cheating on Jada with Margot Robbie, right? Yeah, like, no, that's clickbait. Have you watched Hitch? No, I have you... <laughs> have you seen Focus? 
Hitch. Have you seen Hitch? Focus? Might be the Have greatest rom com ever oh my made. God. Here we go. Here we go. No, no. What we're not gonna do is this. Um, what we will, however, I'm saying that Will missed his shot. He didn't have to deal with this toxic shit if he left her for Eva Mendes. Personally, I would say it would be an upgrade anyway. Um, I feel like whatever is going on with uh, Jada might be due to the psychedelics that Jaden introduced to her. Um, Will also, you know, is a big proponent of ayahuasca. Uh, I just so, want to say, as as the a whole family, I want to ask you, as a parent, if your son comes up to you and says, "Try this drug," how would you react? Um, if by drug you mean streaming service, and if by streaming service you mean Netflix, I got an offer for you. Uh, I don't mean that, but okay, like <laughs> Netflix. Plans to open brick and mortar locations. Netflix recently closed down its OG uh, DVD mailing uh, service, right? Like the thing that Netflix started on, the thing that allowed it to crush Blockbuster like the tiny, tiny little cockroach of a company that it was, right? Um, and really like, you know, allowed it to usher in the streaming era as we know it, yep. right? Uh, it, as it has done this though, according to a Bloomberg report, Netflix's vice president, Josh Simon, has announced that Netflix aims to open up a network of stores offering retail, dining, and live entertainment that leverage its TV shows and movies. Uh, at the time, Netflix has not announced what it will be selling at its locations, and it's unclear if DVDs or any physical media will be a part of its inventory, right? Uh, but Netflix does have a merchandise um, section, right? Like even in Walmart, there is like a Netflix section where you can buy merchandise yeah. for from your favorite Netflix shows. But so the, what it sounds like, they're trying to be a new Disney. The streamer has plans to open the first of these two Netflix house locations in unannounced cities throughout the U.S. Um, in 2025, right? So we won't have the opportunity to really participate in this shenanigan here for like another year or so. Unless uh, you're in one of those chosen cities. I don't think it'll be Tel Aviv. Earlier this year, the streamer opened up a pop-up uh, restaurant in Los Angeles featuring menu items created by chefs associated with Netflix's cooking shows, right? The company has also launched pop-up stores offering merchandise from hit shows like Stranger Things uh, in cities such as Paris, Las Vegas, and Chicago. Um, it was also involved in the Queen's Ball, a Bridgerton experience uh, a traveling production that recreated sets from the Netflix show Bridgerton with actors, live music, and dancing. Um, so with that being said, uh, with other companies that offer streaming services like Amazon uh, doing things like opening brick and mortar stores and you know, dipping the Amazon into stores are weird though. Market. Like you can literally just grab shit and walk out and they charge your Amazon account. Um, I don't, so the article goes on to Like, you know how much it would suck how, when you're trying to shoplift and then you check your account and you're negative? The NPR article goes on to mention how uh, TV critics do feel like this is Netflix kind of dipping into the Disney territory, right? And they do feel like it's a wild card and it's kind of odd for Netflix to be investing in this kind of a thing and they don't really see it as something sustainable. You know what? Right? I'm, I'm imagining like the Netflix store as something that you would have to walk through on your way out of a roller coaster. So like something like the Bridgerton experience is a cool niche idea that I feel like is kind of a flash in the pan investment. It's a good way to like reek in or raking on like the hype of a TV show, right? And 
pop-up stores where you can buy Stranger Things merchandise are another good marketing attempt. This, I mean, I this just, sounds like something like a like a Hollywood cafe or something like that. Yeah, I just have my conflict with this is when Netflix is also one of the big studios, right, that is pushing back against paying its fucking writer. <laughs> a they have wage. to now. Right. They um, have to pay their writers a living wage now. According to what the writers demanded, of course, and collectively bargained. And while they're canceling shows left and right that people really enjoy, right? Which hopefully will not happen as much given the result of the WGA and future SAG-AFTRA collective bargaining agreements. It's wild to me that this is what they are spending their money on, right? <laughs> after, after crushing brick and mortar DVD stores. I mean, like, streaming is literally, as we stated earlier in the uh, run-up to the episode, right? Like, Best Buy is done selling DVDs now, dog. That's like, how so many people for so many years were able to watch anime. Streaming services like, are literally going, have liter are literally crushing physical If you wanted media. to watch the end of Yu Yu Hakusho in the 2000s, you had two options. Get the DVD or give your computer every virus on the planet to watch it on another site. Or if you were a kid with uh, with cable TV, uh, you might be able to get Comcast on demand, right? That Funimation, who man, listen, that Funimation channel used to come in clutch when you was an early. I had to, I had to find my. Sh I, I gave my original MacBook every virus imaginable. Oh man. Uh, I'm I'm not mad at you. You you got to do what you got to do. That for MacBook the fan still turns on. You gotta do what you gotta do for the fandom. Um, however, though, I feel like Netflix cashing in on these fandom hypes that are built around these shows by opening these pop-up brick-and-mortar locations isn't necessarily a dumb investment. It's a weird one, though. It's not dumb, but is it smart? Would you go to... I would go into the Netflix store if it was in Times Square and I was already in Times okay, Square. Okay, all right. All I'm right. not going into a Netflix. If I was in the mall, I would walk into a Netflix Here, store. I'm not going a, to the mall to go to the Netflix here's store. Here's a good example of something that I feel like Netflix has been experimenting with that I feel like you might be more inclined to participating in as a consumer. Netflix has really like dipped a lot of investment into its comedy run, right? Like, uh, Netflix, yeah, Netflix has Netflix is the go-to for stand-up comedy. Yeah, Netflix has a stand-up comedy of, um, festival, right, that they do. Right? I've actually met a few comics who have Netflix specials since I have started doing stand-up. So, if a Netflix festival, a Netflix comedy festival comes to Maryland, you going? It's not dumb. Right? Like opening a few brick and mortar locations that are not permanent things. It's not like Netflix is opening up like a Hollywood cafe. Right? It these are flash in the pan kind of like get it while it's hot investments that Netflix is making. I think honestly, it's an interesting take. It's an interesting take, but I feel like I'd almost if I was gonna go to a Netflix store, I would almost want it to be more of an experience than to just walk in and buy a t shirt, you know? Well, like, that's if I was just gonna go a, a Netflix store, merchandise. I want to get lost like I was in IKEA. That's a pop-up merchandise store, right? So, like, I don't know. What's a Netflix show that you really like? Castlevania. So, if they opened up, if a pop-up Castlevania merchandise store opened up in Annapolis, I'm for definitely like, gonna walk in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you I'm, are. Am I going to go to Annapolis because I heard of a pop-up Castlevania store? No. Will I walk in if I was already there? Yes. So if you saw it trending on Twitter tomorrow, on X, the platform... That really everything, that, that there was a pop-up uh, Castlevania store opening up in Annapolis tomorrow. You're telling me you're not going to be like, oh, I might clear my schedule. I wouldn't clear my schedule. But if I heard about it popping up on X, the everything app... And I there was a live meet and greet down. that was happening, and like... Who the fuck am I gonna meet? Alucard? The the voice actors for the show. Great! 
I don't know what they look like. Okay, that's the whole point. Great, what do I care? I got a picture with this dude. I say that he's the voice actor. I guess he's not a real fan, right? Because there's plenty of people in the fandom that would love for a moment like that to happen, right? Like, Look, there's one voice actor that I want to meet, and it's only because I want him to say two lines, and that is Christopher Sabat, so I can ask him to tell me what Kuwabara said before he went into the ring against Toguro. And what that is is a mulberry is a tree and Kuwabara is a man. The only correct answer to that question was Phil Lamar, the greatest voice actor of all time. <laughs> Christopher Sabat voiced like half of Dragon Ball Z, sir. Um, Phil Lamar has voiced like every black cartoon character <laughs> ever. <laughs> And that's why we need diversity. I bet you Phil Lamar is all like against representation and voice acting because he's like, this is going to hurt my bottom line. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm sure. But no, because it's him, uh, Orlando Jones. Keith David. Keith David. <laughs> uh, Taraji P. Henson. <laughs> Michael Keegan Key. Or Keegan Michael Key. Uh, no, there's lots of different voice actors. Um, uh, what's Homegirl that does uh, Susie? God damn it. What is her name? Susie Carmichael? Yeah, uh, I gotta look this up. Oh, I think it's Rachel True. Oh, uh, also Regina King. No, it's not Regina. Well, no, I mean, Regina King voices Huey and Riley. It's wild to me that no, she does wild. all no. of them. Yo, it's what's going to be wild for all of our like black listeners is the fact that I just said Rachel True. Um, and like if you knew who Rachel True was and who the voice of Susie Carmichael was, you would be like, that's crazy. <laughs> Enlighten your white co-host. Rachel True uh, is the... So you would know Rachel True from uh, Half-Baked. Uh, she was Dave Chappelle's love interest in Half Baked. Gotcha. Uh, very, very vague memory of that movie. But I, yes. was gonna, th I was going to say that. It was Half Baked. If I yeah. had a coherent memory of that movie, I did it wrong. I bet you Johnson. Uh, it's fucking Cree Summers. Uh, so, yeah, Cree Summers. Uh, shout out to Cree Summers. Uh, as we and are. And Phil Lamar and Keith David and Orlando Jones. <laughs> as we're talking about. Uh, and Christopher Black Sabat voice actors uh while we're talking about anime though let's talk about crunchyroll uh it was announced just recently on ign that crunchyroll will be and by the time you are hearing this airing a 24 hour free anime channel on streaming services such as the Wait, lg channel free? free such as the LG channel, the Roku channel, and Vizio's Watch Free, as well as Amazon's Freevee channel. Uh, that is awesome. I, I didn't know it was free. I thought it was just like some channel that if you're already no. on Crunchyroll, yeah. you just can like watch this no. curated channel. So no. So now there is a free 24-hour anime channel um, if you have any of those streaming capabilities as... Um, starting October 17th. Ad supported, I'm assuming. Uh, the Crunchyroll channel will launch with a lineup of older anime shows dubbed in English. This includes Horiyama, uh, Ranking of Kings, Morality of the Patrio, Psychopaths, uh, Our Futura, Sugar Apple Fairy Tale, uh, To Your Entity, and Code Geass, uh, along with- There are Two of those that I know and have seen. <laughs> Along with, I'm sure, much, much more. Right? I am familiar Crunchyroll... with Psychopaths and Code Geass. Crunchyroll has like a fucking It's mind-boggling amount of library. Yeah. Library. Like <laughs> of anime. I don't know why I said library like that. It's a library. That's how vast it is. It's not a library, it's a library. Yeah, Crunchyroll's library is so vast that you'll realize not every anime is good. <laughs> <laughs> That's how vast it is. Toonami knew what they were doing when they put the anime they chose on. I mean, listen, there's lots of anime. I'm not gonna tell you every single anime is a fucking, like, masterpiece not all anime is studio ghibli no right um not all anime is akira toriyama 
But what I can tell you is Akira Toriyama is coming back, though. And he is coming back for a new Dragon Ball series. Dragon Ball! Dragon Before Goku was Barry Bonds. Dragon Ball Daima, uh, I believe it's pronounced, will be... Uh... So is this taking place between him... Wait a second. No, this has to take place between the gap of time... In Dragon Ball. So because was, in Dragon Ball ends with Goku like as a young adult marrying Chi Chi. It was announced at the New York Comic Con that Toei Animation and Toriyama uh, would be uh, are well into production on Dragon Ball Diama, a new series uh, that will see a number of classic Dragon Ball Z characters like Goku, Vegeta, and Bulma transformed into children similar to the way that Goku became a child in Dragon Ball GT. Uh, during a panel about the new show, executive producer Aiko uh, Ayuku, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Aiko Ayuku? Yeah, uh, described Toriyama as being deeply involved behind, uh, beyond his usual capacity in production with the process for this new show. While Toei hasn't shared many details about Diama, it did release a new trailer that makes it seem like the show might take a bit of a meta route with the main villain aware of Goku's lengthy history across different Dragon Ball animes. Is uh, it Emperor Pilaf? It, it does not say. If it's Emperor Pilaf, I'm all about it. <laughs> For reasons that aren't clear, most everyone appeared to be children. Um, and it stands to reason that someone uses the Dragon Balls to wish for this to happen. Uh, the trailer did leave open who that could be. No plot or any other information is being shared at the moment, um, other than the fact that Akira is heavily involved with the production behind the scenes. I have two takes on this. One, next episode on Tiny Toons Z! Oh god, didn't I tell you about the Tiny Toons college reboot that's yeah, I know. happening Yeah, that's why I said that. <laughs> the other thing is, when you said that, I'm very happy that it was ordered Goku, Bulma, Vegeta. Because Bulma is actually the second most important character. Also, she's the oldest out of everybody. Yeah. Like, by, by like, miles. Not right? miles. It's... Yes, no, yes, dude, she was like 15 when Goku was like... Fucking like no, 11. she was seventeen when Goku he was like was eleven. Was fifteen. He, he was just looked like a kid. He he was fifteen. He was fifteen. And looked like a midget. Like yes, that. he was fifteen. He aged slow, which is why Saiyans age slow okay. their entire okay. life. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like say, I remember hearing Saiyans it's don't like show signs DNA. of age until they're in their like eighties. It's alien to like like Asian people. Well, Asian people front load their youth. Like, they look fantastic for like 60 years, and then all of a sudden it's like they put a wa like a wax person the in the phrase is the, the, the saying goes, black don't crack and Asian don't raise it. <laughs> it just they just melt. They just melt. You know what else is melting? The US economy. Hey! <laughs> According to a Forbes article, there was a study done by edX, one of those data analyst firms, right? Uh, the survey conducted amongst 800 executives and 800 employees found that executives estimate that nearly half, that's 49% of all skills that exist in the workforce today won't be relevant by 2025. That's two years. That's not even a year. From now, um, if you're hearing this in the future, right? Because uh, I, I guess it's more than a year, right? It's like a year and three months because we're currently in October. To uh, be fair, I listened to an episode of ours that was two years old, and the world is just as dumb now as it was then. Executives in the survey estimate that within the next five years, organizations will eliminate over 56% of their entire entry-level knowledge worker role. Right, uh, because of AI, that was a drum roll for uh, if they didn't pick up. <laughs> um, 
What's more, over 79% of C-suite employees predict that entry-level knowledge worker jobs will no longer exist as AI creates new entry-level suite uh, roles uh, for employees entering the workforce, right? What's um, that going to mean? Like college becomes six years? So uh, CEOs actually are fearing for their jobs. Well, that's because they're useless. The article goes on to state that uh, while AI may replace human decision-making on some levels, there are certain CEOs that feel like running an organization requires uh, certain enduring qualities that only humans can bring to the table. Okay, so shut up, Bob Iger. They do feel that things like soft skills will become more relevant, right? As like the more remedial tasks get phased out by automation um things like customer service yeah customer service um human skills guest relations hospitality positions yeah those kinds of things will become more in right so Um, for all of you people who aren't total douchebags things are looking up but they do feel like Jobs like content creation, uh, data management, those kinds of things will be on their way. If you like, share, and subscribe, you'll help us from getting replaced by robots. (laughs) LSR, everyone! Or LSS! 47% of C-suite executives believe most, if not all, CEO roles should be or completely replaced by automation and AI. 40- Great, and then they can take all that money and pass it down to their workers. That won't happen. <laughs> it's ironic to me that 50, almost almost 50% of CEOs believe that their position is absolutely <laughs> and should be automated. I cannot imagine what that will do for the economy when you simultaneously eliminate entry-level work and executive work at the same time. Yo, can you imagine, like, the CEOs of the the film industry, like, they're like, all right, we need to come up with a solution, and then the AI comes up with a solution that's like way more humanitarian you know and cares what? Oh about everybody. Oh my and then God. the CEOs Shut look Shut at this up. and they're like, oh my oh God, my that God. works. Shut and up. That will make everybody yeah. way happier. Yeah, and do you know what that is? A fucking UBI, nigga. A universal basic income. Because do you know what happens if you eliminate entry-level work and executive work simultaneously? All that's left is the middle class. All that's left is the middle class and profit. So with that being said, are you ready for the automated takeover? <laughs> because like if that, I don't know, bro. Like this is Forbes, right? And I, we we you know we cover Forbes articles. Well, a according lot. to Donald Trump, Forbes is a worthless and expired rag. According to the uh, bias rating, like you know, Forbes does tend to lean a little bit uh, conservative at some point. Right? Tell that it's, to Donald Trump. It's more moderate, but. Moderate is conservative. Um, <laughs> it's moderate. Modest moderacy. Tweet at me if you want. We can argue about it in the comments. But I don't know. This this feels like one of those things. Like we've had the discussion before. Like when it comes to conspiracy theories and like new world order, right? And a world, a one world government. I. If you dig in the archives, which I recommend you doing, uh, <laughs> I've been on record saying that under the right circumstances, I don't see the issue with the one world government. Like, tell that to Ichiro Oda. It's a thing in Futurama, right? And I'm not a fascist, right? And a one world government, I feel like, does kind of like have. You would be a globalist by definition. Can globalists also be fascist, though? Like,. Mm, only if aliens exist. Because here we have a situation where the Because if they were globalists of everything, they would be called interstellarists. 
the executives are suggesting that there's a potential here for AI to level the playing field in a way that we might not have been expecting. Although there is pushback in suggesting there's a couple of people who participated in the survey that are suggesting that AI will, instead of being an artificial intelligence, will be more like an augmented intelligence right and it i feel like be, that would be more useful anyway right and as we are you know growing more aware of some of the concerns that ai um you know may potentially possess uh and we curve it to a more realistic uh usefulness right it will be an augmented so intelligence. here's something that i just popped in my head while you were talking about that say like you know i have my google glass ai thing right and I watch something and I'm like, Google Glass, make note of this, right? Two years go by. And then I'm like, oh shit, I can't figure this out. And then Google Glass goes, bloop, you made me take note of this thing that happened two years ago. In the Forbes article, being familiar with AI and its capabilities will enable business professionals to leverage its potential, particularly in areas such as HR, sales, and support, right? Um, yeah, because nothing says human resources like a robot. Well, being able to sort through human resource reports and then, like, you know, categorize them algorithmically based on their severity. These right, ones are will sexual help. assault. These ones are not sexual assault. Cut down on <laughs> manpower in time, right? And will help save money, right? And so this speaks to the augmented aspect of AI and its potential capabilities, right? Like I, for the first time today, used the, the uh, Bing AI tool assistant, right? To help construct some of the episode and it, did help cut down on some of the time that I might have spent thinking of some of the questions and angles that I could have come up with. For I was some using of the a, one of the cornerstones of my school project I've done this week is using AI art. One and of the CEOs I, in the Forbes article went on to say there will always be a role for the creative mind and strategic thinkers, no matter what technology is capable. We both said that AI art feels soulless and there's nothing that can replace the creativeness of a person. The quote goes on to say, even as generative apps get increasingly advanced, someone will still need to develop prompts, curate results, and determine how the output will be used to piggyback on what you were saying. I had to get very specific when having the Bing image generator make this art. However, the art that I was having it create was not something that I would pay anybody anything to commission. And if I asked them to do it, they would roll their eyes in frustration that I am having them have both parties of Congress jump into a moon bounce in the middle of session. The creativity required for problem solving is also a hugely underrated career skill um, in any industry. Undoubtedly, obstacles will pop up throughout the career, big or small, that human creativity, agility, and tenacity be, will be required to address masterfully, right? Uh, this is one of the areas where years of real-world experience may be difficult to replace with AI. Boom! Um, the totally article is on to state, right? Um, so, with that being said, um, this is just another one of the areas that AI continues to uh, muck up as we go on here. But I did, I, I brought this article into the fold because I thought that it was an interesting uh, look into one of the ways that AI might, could also potentially level the playing field because it's not just entry level work here that is in jeopardy. Even C-suite executives are worried about what AI means for their career. I will say that the uh, marketing campaign that I came up with for uh, the business that I chose would not be financially feasible given the constraints that we would be working with as far as finances go. 
unless I was able to just go into Bing Image, image Generator, tell them to put a moon bounce on the beaches of Normandy, and have it pop up immediately. Because nobody wants to pay $50 to somebody on Fiverr to put a moon bounce <laughs> in D-Day fucking photographs. And nobody on Fiverr wants to waste their time making that. There are uses here. I like augmented, right? Versus artificial. I like the idea of it adding and aiding and not replacing. And I think we exist in a pivotal moment for here where we have the opportunity to prevent Skynet. <laughs> and the other thing is, when I was putting these silly prompts into Bing AI Generator, I was not very critical of the output, like how it was staged and everything. Right. I'm just like, right, close enough, got it. However, if I wanted to get a real encapsulation of an image that needed a human touch, I can talk to that human and have them really understand what I'm talking about instead of hoping I use the right keywords to code the AI correctly. You see him Bob Rossing this shit? I know our listeners can't see him Bob Rossing. <laughs> the way he describes They can it. hear me Bob Rossing it, though. He, like, painted with his hands just now. No, it's... With all the colors of the wind. AI is a tool, and I think, you know, here in America, we have a tendency to lean on our tools um, until they become infrastructure, right? And we will get into that a little bit more as well as, you know, we got to talk about Israel. We also got some Chris Evans to talk about, and we're going to round out with a discussion on fandoms. And... Right Real after quick title shift. Right after this break. Break. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates.